Well, good evening, Mark. Well, howdy, howdy there, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? Hanging in there, man. How about yourself? Oh, I don't know. I'm hanging in there. I kind of, I kind of made an ass out of myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I'm trying to make better friends at work, you know, like, the whole Star Wars D&D game did not pan out, and so now I'm trying to hang out with, like, I guess you call them the bad kids, John. They're the ones that go out to the bars. The burnouts, yeah. Yeah, the burnouts. They're all in risk. They're all miserable. They all hate life. Like, I'm pretty sure I see them drinking <laughs> ghetto blasters at their 8 a.m. like Zoom meetings. Like, they're just, they don't even care. Just surfing a wave of, I don't give a crap on a whiskey made a surfboard. I don't know. But, you know, these okay. kids just, these guys don't care, right? So, um, believe it or not, we there's actually enough bars in Alamosa now to go bar hopping. Okay. You know, we decided that we're going to go bar hopping at the beginning of uh, this last week. It was like this, like, you know, summer's here, kind of, there's going to be a big block party deal in town. But the they're themed, right? And so okay. one is like 70s day, and that's that's easy, you know, I just wore my Led Zeppelin t-shirt. And then the next bar is supposed to be like, uh, I think it was like superhero, so I wore... Uh, a tank top underneath that with like Batman. And then the last one okay. I totally misunderstood, right? Yeah. They said it's gonna be a bear bar party. I took bear to mean bear, like bear, right? Like a, like a grizzly or a polar like bear. A, yeah. Like a grizzly bear, a polar bear, a panda bear. Well, um, it was. Let me tell you, John, I really, really gribbled it when I showed up wearing my Winnie the Pooh costume, and it was a, a bear, as in, you know, gigantic gay hairy men party. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I, we, we hung out. I, I watched a guy put uh, underwear on a goat in the parking lot. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we, we, we line danced to Les Mis, which was really weird. And then, like, as the night drug on, we got super hammered, and this, like, he was just, like, the biggest, gayest bear at the party, and he runs up to me, and he goes, sweetie, you gotta listen to this, and he hits play on his iPod Nano, which was, like, retro as shit, and he was all proud of it, and it was an episode of The Dang Old Podcast? Ooh. Wow, if you guys can stream us on, on iPod Nano, then please... Somebody show me. I love to imagine that's how I... that there's somebody that downloads <laughs> these and like <laughs> dra drags drops them off iTunes. Yep, just randoms and like, oh boy, here's the Manger Babies. This is the one where Mark sings. This is a great episode. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I mean, we we got to kick it off like every other great episode we've got here. And welcome everybody to the Dang Old Podcast. This is a weekly King of the Hill retro rewatch podcast where I, Johnny, and my good meatmeister Mark, we uh, take two episodes <laughs> of that beloved animation classic, King of the Hill, and we analyze it. We talk about the goods, the bads, the highs, the lows. We talk about everything under the sun, and then we slap it with our patented rating system, and we give it a rating, and we tell you if we like it, and then hopefully you agree with us. If not... Fuck you. Uh, not really. Mark, what do you say we jump right in today? I'm feeling I'm feeling rather spicy with You're this. You're kind of squirrely tonight. Yeah, let's let's get yeah. into it, John. What's our first episode? Our first episode tonight is gonna be episode 183, Smoking and the Bandit. Um, Mark, that's gotta be a reference to one of the greatest trucker movies of all time, right? I I reckon so. Smokey and the Bandit. 
Burt no, Reynolds, gotta be. Sally Field. I'm sorry, Aunt May. Um. <laughs> I, uh, oh God, what's which what TV show is it? It's, it's a Seth MacFarlane, and they is talk it? about oh, it, it might be American Dad because I think it's Roger that says it. Have fun with that hot Sally Field. Oh, it's Family, action. it's Family Guy. Yeah, and Peter's like, yeah, have fun tapping that hot Sally Field ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I every time I I love Smokey and the Bandit. The movie is fan freaking tastic. So you uh, have that. But oh, every so you time, have seen it. Okay, cool. Oh God, yeah. I'm pretty sure I brought it up a, uh, maybe six months ago on the podcast here because I I, I had heard something. Um, I'd heard Eastbound and Down and, and like turned off whatever I was doing just to go and watch Smokey and the Bandit. I was like, oh, oh yeah, wow. this is this right. happening today. All right, uh, dude. Burt Reynolds is a he's a fucking badass. I love him. Um. Anyway, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. Original air date, April 17th, 2005. This is written by Dan McGrath, which we last saw in Girl, You'll Be a Giant Soon. Um, mm-hmm. I, I looked shit up for a change, Mark. I actually did my, my job for a change. Our cast of characters for this episode, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer, Joseph and Nancy Gribble. We have Roddy Ray Biffle and Bob Jenkins. Those are our uh, our. I guess mainstays of the Arlen bystander, right? Like we always yes. see Bob. I know we always see Bob Jenkins and Roddy yeah. Ray's the boss. But this so. is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. This might actually be the first time we've seen Bob Jenkins. I was gonna say this is the first time we've seen the bystander staff, right? It, other than when Peggy goes and tries to sell him in Returning Japanese, but we don't see any of the the regulars there. That's what I mean, um, though. This is yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I feel like we've met Roddy Ray before because Peggy wanted to do the do musings. Okay. Is that he was in that one? I I have to imagine. I'd have to go back and rewatch it again. If oh, not, I think then, you're hey. right. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah. Um. E- either way, eh, welcome to the welcome to the fold, Roddy Ray. Uh, <laughs> we have fucking Carl Moss, nightclub doorman, and then non-speaking parts of Stuart Dooley and Clark. Peters, Mark. Who is uh, the Is he anybody? Uh, it's so it's not highlighted in here. So the wiki doesn't have him. They don't even have his, his own page. Yeah, um, I, just, I didn't recognize really the familiar. voice. I don't know. It is distinct. It is very distinct. I, I, at the risk of sounding closeted racist, and I promise you guys, I'm not. I almost want to say it's Phil Lamar because Phil Lamar does deep black men voices. I think it might be maybe that's why it sounds like a Phil Lamar character but I don't know. Okay. I know that I've heard that character's voice somewhere but I don't know wherever. You know what I mean like it's like mm-hmm. um it's like a uh 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 Trace McNally voice and like you just you, yeah. you can just pick him out in a crowd but you have no idea what it is, you know. Oh, for sure. Well, when I heard it, it reminded me of Barbados Slim, which is why I went, um, mm, why I went with Phil okay. Lamar. It's just okay. it's Barbados Slim without the accent. Interesting. Okay, I'll go with that. I like but that. I, eh, I may be wrong, guys. If you all know who the doorman was, the nightclub doorman is, please let us know. Uh, synopsis for this episode: Dale adopts a vigilante persona known as the Smoking Bandit to impress Joseph, and it gives Peggy a lot to write about at her new job. Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome for that. A story (sighs) characters here. Hank, Dale, Bobby, and Joseph. Uh, B story is Peggy, but that's, it's really subplot A because it's all tied into the A story. Everything is one cohesive unit here. Um, I say we just skip on into it. 
instead of jumping for a change. Let's I skip. Into It'll be it. less aggressive. I looked into it really quick. Um, you know who that yeah? bouncer is? It's Tone Loke. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. A... Why? What are you doing here? What? <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that. No, nope, okay. I could have. No, I. Wow. Wow. And now I feel like such a. Now I feel like I'm racist for being like, nah, I totally hear how it could definitely be filled with Jesus, Mark. Yeah. Wow. Hey, is what it is. Um, we, we, it's not that we're being shitty about it. We like, I know I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked him just fine. I just, I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Phil Hendry is Roddy Ray. Yeah. I knew Phil Hendry was that cause he was also, yeah. um, mad dog. Yeah, he was well. He was Mad Dog, and he's also the the guy who strokes out in Hank's anger management class. Not Mad Dog. That's who I meant. What's his name? Not Mad Dog. Big Big Jim. Big Jim. Thank you. I always thank think you. of him. You got a junkyard dog, Mad. That's what I think about. Uh huh. Anyway, anyway, yep. we are. I'd cut you super off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're. Go- I, I was gonna ask you what your notes were, man, because that's where oh. we're at. Uh, my notes, um, number one, you already called out Dan McGrath for Girl You'll Be Giant soon, but also I want to point out Full Metal Dust Jacket. Um, yeah. I would say ultimately better episodes for both Peggy and Dale than this one. Um, yeah. Hey, listeners, I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm a really bad boy, and I watch this at work. <laughs> I saw some, I tried to take note of all the, um, um, shops right there at the very beginning when they're getting ice cream. Oh, okay. You paid more attention than I did then. I just, well, I'm trying to, I, we, we used to be really good at that. And then they started naming shit like Olive Garden and Del Taco. And I got really mad and I was like, I refuse to pay attention to your advertising King of the Hill 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. But we're back on this wagon. Um, I saw music and more galaxy of shoes, something called spankies. The ice cream is something creamery. I couldn't tell cause I watched this on my phone. So it was about the size okay. of a post stamp. Um, and then the one bar is attached is attache. And then I didn't catch the one with the old bartender in it. It's like O'Malley or something. Yeah. It's some, some dive bar. Yeah. Okay. Also, that bartender is played by David Herman. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you got the restaurant that I noticed, which was Attaché, because she specifically says, Welcome to Attaché. Yeah. It's a really weird name for a restaurant, but... Um, right. Maybe take your side piece there. That's where John Redcorn takes all his new catcher's mitts to break him in. Oh, <laughs> Um, Peggy at the bystander question mark? Like she has a job question mark? Were we robbed question mark? Or is this just season nine bullshit question mark? But then you pointed out returning Japanese and then I, I should have gone back and listened to that episode because like, is she established working there? Like, but I also feel like her editor, the person she reports to is, is female, not Roddy Ray. I, right. I don't know. Is this just out of sequence? Like, I no, I think it is. I really do because I think they establish it pretty good that she was going to take over for um, Doyle Harkavy. He's not that And she was going to do – he's just not that good. Thank, of course, course coffee wakes you up in the morning. Of course it wakes you up in the morning. But at, at one point, like she's taking over and she has all of her musings on her K-Pro. Like this is pre-IMAC, Peggy, right? Because she talks about how she needs to back up her opinions – and then at, they also have a moment where I know she says, 
hey, look, did you notice anything in the paper today? And Hank goes, oh, you, your musings are back. They liked it. And she went, no, I bought ad space, meaning right. she is not working for them. She is writing musings and paying to put them in the paper. Right. So I do believe it's this. I think I was reading this. Um, the episode that's coming up next season called Bystand Me mm-hmm. is the one where she officially gets hired at the at the bystander. Yeah, she's got a desk. It's like she's working there, and yes. it's really she weird. has a beat. Yeah, yeah like exact. Yeah, like. So yeah, I, no, you're yeah. not wrong in questioning that. I immediately went. Um, what, Peggy has a job now. What? When did we finish finish her teaching arc? Because I know that we're going to, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize we were there already. End of season nine bullshit. I don't, but you know what? Also, like, where's Lucky? Where's Luann? Where are you know? We just introduced a bunch of new characters, and like, they're they don't show up. They're not here at all this week. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, and I'm not. To be fair, I'm not asking. But John, where's Lucky? I miss him. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I just, you know. Oh, um, I, I trust me. <laughs> I know. Um, I was irritated that we had another Dale parenting episode, and then I looked, and Vision Quest was in season seven. So, like, it doesn't matter. This what, get over your shit, okay? Mark. John, no, it's, they, they, they let it breathe. Uh, yeah, let it breathe. Exactly. This isn't a super quick rehash. I don't think this isn't as like, you know, for, for I guess Dale can forget what he learned two seasons ago about Joseph. If Hank can learn, forget what he learned a week ago about Bobby. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. 9 p.m. Waffles, pro, con. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's a baller move, but if your your beat was specifically supposed to be the Waffle House, then that is Peggy being, like, primetime lazy. Okay, but, like... like just go do your damn job. Are you going to hang out at a Waffle House at 9 p.m.? Like, you're a mother. You got school in the morning, mister. Like... It's true, but, like... That, I mean, that was her. How, how much faster would this episode have resolved itself if she'd actually shown up there? That's why she didn't do it. <laughs> I just. Smoking Bandit? I just oh, like, it's just Dale. I just like the bit of, like, that's when you're eating waffles here. And it's like, oh, fuck you. I just. It's funny. At 9 oh, p.m. at night, like, that's so many carbs. Like, that's all I could think is, like, that's just, like, carbs and sugar out the ass right before bed, you know? Oh, absolutely. That is also how I would rewrite this episode to be a little bit better because I do want Peggy to be in on this and for her to know who the smoking bandit is and yet leveraging that to make herself a name at the bystander. Here, here. That would be much better, yes. <laughs> I, it's, to me, it's more creative. Not to mention I love seeing like the rare occurrence where Dale and Peggy don't hate each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so Dale has a line. They will punish me to the fullest extent of the law Texas loves to execute. Dale is going to get old squirted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... Um, we're talking about Shoney's. Again, so Shoney's and Waffle House both exist in King of the yeah. Hill. Because up until now, it wasn't House. It was the other one where the Booster Club meets, and I cannot think of the name. It's Waffle Village or something. Oh, Cost, so when Costa they when Waffle, they flash like, w- when they flash back to it, it it still is that they're just naming it as Waffle House. Okay, there you go. Because I I noted that too. I went, oh shit, no, that this is a legitimate place now. I wonder if they're going to change it or if they even sh- like I couldn't remember if they showed the outside shot. Mm-hmm. And they did, and it's the one the Booster Club meets at. It's like the Waffle Hut or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the weird like Mexican restaurant art on the walls. Um. 
COVID and all the vaccine shit really made this episode not good, especially Dale's line of, but my freedoms, fuck you. Oh my god, thank you for taking my first note here. I don't really want to just, I don't want to, like, get too into it, because it's such a, like, low-hanging fruit, and we're better than that, but man. Um, John, I do want to get into this one, though. Remember in Pregnant Pause, when we're like, man, we need to see Dale as a bounty hunter. No. No, we don't. That's this episode. (laughs) This episode sucks. (laughs) God, I'm sorry. Like this is this is the pregnant pause that we thought we wanted, and I'm honest to God glad we didn't get it. Okay. Um, and finally, do you think that Hank suspects Dale at all, or he's just that naive? Uh, I really don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I don't think it's Hank being naive. I think it's Hank getting worked up and seeing Bobby doing stupid shit and seeing Joseph egg it on and him just going, "God damn it! Now I gotta fix this now." That's where I think all of his focus is. If he had paid half attention to it and looked at at, at the the photo that's in the paper or the description, Hank could have figured it out. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just too distracted with Bobby and all this other nonsense to really give it two, two thoughts until Dale just magically says, hey, I got him. That should have been his red flag. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I had a hard time with it. Like, he ought to know better, but... Maybe he doesn't. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. What do you got for me, buddy? Notes? Uh, so my first one here. Dale literally says, but my rights. <laughs> I, God, that is that is hard to watch now, like you said. It's, it, it, I, it's in a pro here for me, but Dale is, he's like a precursor to our Karens. I'm yeah. going to come in and I'm going to tell you exactly what I think and I'm going to continue to do what I want to do because I am an a, a entitled, opinionated, fucking American citizen and <laughs> you all should be bowing before me. Um, God, that's that's rough. Yep. Uh, another more notes here. The show Turtles are back. I feel like I need to point them out whenever we see them. Yeah. I love seeing the show Turtles. Yeah, I love too. it when Dale, yeah, where, when Dale has his little conversations with them like... It's just so good. You named the new restaurant that at least that I know is named Attaché already. Um, I had a Kid Hauer sighting. Did you? No. Where was Kid Hauer? Kid Hauer is when they're um, throwing the math quizzes and they don't want to do any of that stuff and they storm out yeah. out of their classroom. He is like in the the desk front and far or front and closest to the door. They storm out of. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So we've got. Kid Howard. Um, and Mark, what are you not supposed to do in a refrigerator when you've just filled the ice containers? You don't want to jostle it, right? Uh, yeah. Because otherwise there won't be ice anymore. Oh, thank God there's going to be ice again. How many ice hippie. jokes do they have? <laughs> How many ice jokes do they have in this goddamn show? I don't know, but you snuck up on me like with that one, just like poor Corky Raywood got snuck up on with that big old block of ice. Uh huh. Corky Raywood. <laughs> I just, I feel like this is a gag that one person just finds it hilarious, and so they sneak in a line about ice trays or something like that, like once every two seasons, just to keep it going. I'm into yeah. it. It's. It's these little things that you watch uh, after, like, the 20th rewatch. You start to notice these patterns and shit. It, it, just, if I may digress for half a second, because that was my last note. And before yeah, we jump into pros, the best way I can equate this is... Mark, you've watched Futurama many times, I'm sure, right? Scores, yes. 
have you ever realized how many harpoon jokes are in that fucking show? It's a it's a theme, yeah. Like I like right? that Leela like specked into harpoon as her like primary weapon, just in general. Right? And they start it in the second episode because they have whalers on the moon and mm-hmm. they carry a harpoon. Mm-hmm. And they've they've like every season you've got at least one or two good harpoon jokes. The like my one of my favorite ones is um, it's the the one where they're fishing and they've got the man witch on the big hook and all that yeah, shit. Deep south. But Le- yeah, deep <laughs> uh, But Leela, she throws her harpoon into the into the ocean and just goes, whatever I got, that's 20 times heavier than a boot. And it's just a box that says boots 10 pair. Mm-hmm. That is such a stupid fucking joke. But I'm like, good on you guys. That makes me laugh. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe ice trays are King of the Hills harpoon joke. Who knows? Maybe. Good on them um, for making heart or ice trays like compellingly funny, you know. <laughs> Memorable, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, that's my, that's my notes. What do you got for pros here? Um, pros. So this episode's premise of being able to like smoke indoors is a retro reference rage in and of itself. Oh, that is God, a super yes. pro for me. Oh my God. That's a pro. Especially when you like pull a me and go to Vegas in February and get disgusted at like, God, I forgot how bad it smells like indoor cigarettes, man. And just um, life is amazing now. It's my one complaint about Germany is that everyone smokes. It's not Ugh. inside, but it's everywhere. Ugh. Yeah, I just. Yeah, Ugh, it's gross. Um, Jenkins, I like I just like him as a character. He just makes me laugh. Um, I'm really excited <laughs> for that Peggy's birthday train episode. <laughs> just, just to see him dancing, going, ah, beep, beep. Toot toot. I just, I'm excited to see him do that. Like, I like him as a character. Uh-huh. And now he's here. Now he's, like, firmly here. The past doesn't matter because now we're here in season nine. And he's here, and I'm excited. He's one of my, like, late series additions that I really like seeing him in. Like, yeah, I love watching episodes that have him in it. I It's something about, like, they never explain the eye patch. They never full out tell you if he's gay or not. Like, mm-hmm. God, there's, there's some really... Really fun questions to be had with Bob Jenkins. Yeah, very cool character. Just I, I like him a lot. It's like you said, he's like a late season addition. That it's cool to see. You don't always get like late season addition characters and enjoy them. You know, right? Speaking of Futurama, um, what's his name? Bruce. The again, I don't know if he's gay or not. Pink shirt, blonde hair. Uh, you talking about Randy? There you go, Randy. I'm sorry. There, there's three gay names in the world, and one is Bruce, the other's Randy. <laughs> I, I only know that because my wife and I are constantly like anytime anything close to the word Randy comes out of our mouth, we just turn around and go, Randy, you've been hanging out with Randy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, there's no, I didn't catch any musical cues this episode, but I did catch um, the scoring where Dale is going to attaches or attaches like the first time to go be the art or the smoking bandit. It's really, really good scoring. Like I just, it was good enough that I stopped. Okay. Oh, son of a bitch. Like this is solid. Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like crimey, kind of like bluesy, jazzy, just like, you know, we're, we're like on good the bad side. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Noir. Thank you. Thank you for picking the one word that I couldn't. Yeah. Noir. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really solid. I really liked it. Um, hey, and this is a pro for you and I. You and I both have more balls and as many Tour de France tro- trophies as Lance Armstrong. Yes, we do. 
they're talking about Lance Armstrong, that American cyclist who makes all the French ones Who mad. beat all the French. Yep. <laughs> and then Dale goes, I bet he smokes all the time. <laughs> I just, I don't like Lance Armstrong. I'm sorry. Um, it's cool. I'm sure Cheryl Crow likes us about as much as she likes him, too, so... <laughs> Come to find out, Cheryl Crow is just the biggest fan. <laughs> Cheryl Crow, <laughs> Cheryl, if you're listening, girl, let us know. Um, I guess I kind of appreciate, and this is the new, this is the new Mike Judge reboot that we're gonna get, John. It's not um, King of the Hill Redux. It's not uh, Beavis and Butthead like 8.0. No, no. Instead, we're gonna get Gribble and Bobhead because that's literally all that fucking Bobby <laughs> and Joseph are doing this episode is being Gribble and Bobhead. And I guess I kind of like their shitty teenager shenanigans, but it gets really old for me really, really quickly. Okay. And even, like, they're even trying to do the weird, like, <laughs> laugh. Like, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're both trying to do it. Like, they literally watched this show. Somehow, like, the Mike Judge universe streams, like, crossed, and they watched it, and now they're doing this, like... I just, God, I, I kind of like it, but then it, I kind of get mad at it, but I'm like, well, no, they're effectively annoying teenagers, so I guess they're doing their jobs, but. I, so I've mentioned, I've mentioned before that I really like it when we get to see them as 16-year-old kids, and before, I really did like it until this episode, because it was like, it was cherry-picked. You only saw 10 to 20 seconds of it. You saw yeah. it in snippets. It wasn't, it wasn't the, like, basis for an entire fucking episode. Yeah. They overplayed their hand with it. Because I'm right there with you. It was really funny until it wasn't. And then it got really obnoxious. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I I don't know. I, it's just dumb, right? Like, or yeah. are they good? I I don't know. Um, my last pro is I would watch the hell out of, like, Peggy doing TikToks with her just naming random people to bouncers trying to get into play. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Like, she's amazing. She's just, like, stringing names, and I would watch the shit out of that. Like, she would be my favorite, like, thing on Twitter that I always, like, repost her, like, third or fourth video of the day. And, yeah, no, that's... I would watch the hell out of Peggy Hill just, like, yelling names at bouncers. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got, uh, buddy. So for my pros here, um, I mentioned a couple already. Dale is, is he is a pseudo Karen in this episode. Um, yes. Not nearly as obnoxious or abusive, really, because uh, I, I, it's it's like flash in a pan. I'm going to smoke my cigarette, I'm going to make my speech, and then I'm going to leave. Like, I'm not just going to sit here and be a dickhead about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's not exactly that. Um, you already mentioned this, that Peggy getting put in her place with Hank's waffle comment of, wasn't that the time you were at home eating waffles here? <laughs> The the look she gives him is great, and I don't think he meant it to be an asshole. It was just like a, huh, isn't that a coincidence? You were eating waffles here at that time. <laughs> um, have we, we've heard Dale use his name as a verb before, right? Because yeah. he said, I've gribbled myself this time. Yeah, life ain't nothing but a funny, funny gribble. That is a gribble okay. of an idea. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I felt the need to write it down because I went, yep, that's a pro Dale using his own name as a verb. Um, Bill, Bill acting cool, quote unquote, cool with a cigarette in his mouth is also funny to me. (laughs) Okay. If they had left it at that, just at his like initial, 
I'm, you know, I've got this because it makes me look cool. I'm a cigarette bandit. No, 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 no. That's mm-hmm. a stupid thing that Bill would do. I don't mm-hmm. like where it goes ultimately, but that's 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 my own bullshit. We'll get into that in cons. Okay. Um, okay. And then uh, there's a lot of good faces of realization in this episode, and Hank's face when he finally figures out what's going on, it goes from like almost concern or hey, no, we really need to figure this out to holy shit, you really just did this, Dale. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's it's one of those. I really wish this wasn't that we're now in the digital era, so there's no animation cell for that. I really wish there was. <laughs> oh, so good. But those are my uh, those are my pros for this. Um, what do you got okay. for cons? Cons uh, number one: Isn't the Jolly Gribble Giant supposed to be about a foot taller than Dale? Why is he a foot shorter than Dale? I noticed that, like when they were walking into the, I think the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it's that opening shot. Joseph is, like, super short. Yeah. Yeah, I just... That's... I don't know. I, I don't know. But there's another one, and I can't remember it. Maybe it was... No, it wasn't Vision Quest. But we had mentioned this, too, where, like, all of a sudden he's not taller than Dale, and that's weird. Because he was taller than it, you know? Like, I don't know. Oh, it was intentional for, like, a good three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right there with I Don't Want to Wait. He came back, and he was, like... Yeah, he was the Jolly Gribble Giant. I don't know. Um, fuck the smoking community in general. Just, like, I wish it was a thing that just didn't exist. And I know how dumb that is to say, but, like, you know, like, the tobacco community is, like, amazingly harmful. And, like, goddamn, I just... Or not community, the lobby industry. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not going to beat that horse again. I think we did that enough in Trouble with Gribbles, but still. Um, I am really over Gribble and Bobhead this week. I'm just, I wrote that as a con. <laughs> yeah. I just was. By the time they, like, revolted in the classroom, I was already done with their shit. Um. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. I'm trying to think of anything else, though, because, I, I mean, shit, we are blazing through. We are literally smoking this one, John, like. We are. I don't think that's a bad thing, because this moment, or this episode has moments where it shines, but there's a lot where it doesn't. So, I mean, you more can only where it talk doesn't it. than it does, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I would. That's what I would say. Okay. Um, okay. and my cons. I mean, it's half of this is stuff we've already rehashed. Uh, when did Peggy start at the bystander? This has got to be a continuity thing because she's not going to officially start there for another season. Um, I don't know how soon it mm-hmm. is for bystand me. I don't know if it's like one of the earlier episodes, but even still, like it's in real time. That's at least a year away, probably. Um. Mm-hmm. I know that that he is growing up and they're playing this off as I am a angsty hormonal teenager, but damn does yeah. Joseph seem incredibly mean to Dale this episode. Um, that is not the Joseph that they have built throughout this series. He's never been mean to his dad. We just saw you know him reading I mean? the Warren reading in the Warren commission, you know, like, yeah, they've got a great, they're clo- relationship you're right. Together. They're, they're closer than this. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, it's a con to me because it's like, guys, you have so much character growth between the two of them over the last nine seasons. And yes, mm-hmm. hormones are a thing, but not once did you guys mention that. So the the layperson coming into King of the Hill at season nine, for whatever reason, is going to see this and go, oh, okay, so that's the dynamic. His, this kid hates his dad. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. no he really doesn't. <laughs> There's so much evidence to the contrary. 
So that's that's a con to me. It it just seems unnecessarily cruel what they do to each other. Um, yeah, a little bit. You already hit this with the pregnant pause comment, but Bobby and Joseph have must have forgotten that Dale was a bounty hunter at one point because they keep talking about how good he is at tracking people and all this and all that when he, when they're tracking down the smoking bandit. And and it's like, well, yeah, there was a whole episode about that, like dedicated to it. Well, but they didn't know what he was doing. I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, like, I, I just got bored with it because, like, we were talking about how fun it would be and, like, Nah, dude, we were just, like, we just missed out on Dale just doing this but talking to himself for an episode, you know? You match this with Dog Dale Afternoon, that's your Dale is a Bounty Hunter episode. True. I don't know, my ideal Dale is a Bounty Hunter episode has got Octavio in it, not Bobby and Joseph, because that's that's the episode I want to watch. He's got to bring Octavio down. Yes. No, they got to bring Octavio's brother down. <laughs> Nueve Tavio. <laughs> um, my my last my last All con right. in here. I think it's it's in here somewhere. I, I'm I'm pushing through, buddy. I'm, Please do. go ahead and laugh as you need to. I'm good. I'm um, good. I'm good. Why why was Bill even in this? Like, why they did they give Bill in. lines? The, the they owe check like. Stephen Root I guess. gotta make his paper, you know? I guess. It's it's this one and it's the next episode we're gonna talk about. Like, you inserted Bill into a position where, like, he he doesn't have any business being there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. It... We only see the guys together in the alley, really, for that one shot, and then Hank, like, mad dogs the shit out of Boomhauer when Boomhauer just t- starts talking about why the smoking bandit would have an appeal to somebody. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay. That's fine. That makes sense. It's fun to get a rise out of Hank. It's also kind of a fun little ego boost for Dale to hear Boomhauer say that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yes, Bill just being fucking stupid and it just eh, didn't do yeah. it for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Eh, whatever. I mean, if, if that means that Stephen Root got an extra, you know, ten grand or or gets money off of this every time it gets a residual payment from streaming, good for him. Stephen Root deserves it. Mark, what are favorite moments though? Uh, what do you got, buddy? I have one, okay. and it's Peggy making Jenkins hang like she hangs up his phone, and he just goes mm, banners, and he like does the freaking Nixon as he does it. Okay. Okay. It's fantastic to me because I, I was not expecting it. Also, I've been watching too much American Dad because when he pulled out his, his uh, it's like whiskey or tequila or something, and he goes to pour it for himself, I seriously thought he was going to take a shot to the eye and go, oh, straight to the brain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He said, I've been watching way too much American Dad and Stan's dad does that a lot. Good old dad. Uh-huh. Uh, how about your, you, buddy? You got a favorite moment? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't know. Damn. Okay. Oh, I I just sat and watched this one, and man, did I just sit and watch this one. You know, like... Okay. I, you know what? I almost, I almost kind of like watching it on my phone, because it removed my ability to fuck around on my phone when I got bored with this episode. So I had... I was, like, locked in there with it. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, like I almost like I yeah sure I might have missed the like uh, boom bastard, but I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, 
pros and cons. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I got nothing. I just kind of sat and watched it and just, I don't know. Okay. I mean, we, we, you and I have had moments where we haven't had a favorite moment, and it's it's increasingly becoming more common. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what it is. Well, if you don't have a favorite moment, Mark, then I'm going to make you tell everybody about our rating system. Yeah, I can do that. Um, our rating system breaks down like this at the very, very bottom is the charcoal. Charcoal is a rating it is a failure of an episode. It is not good. It is an F rank. It is bad. All it does is get soot under your boy's nails and dirties up your metaphorical soul like inhaling so much cigarette smoke. Above that is a megalo. Megalo is like... It's like a bronze. It's a real turd of an episode, but there's little shiny nuggets of okay corn in that big old turd of an episode. Maybe there's a couple jokes that make you laugh. Maybe you just don't turn it off. Uh, above that is a butane. Butane is a bastard gas because you love to hate it and you hate to love it. Um, it's an alright episode. It's like a silver me- silver medal. It's like a B-grade ranking. Um, it's not that good, but it's not that bad. It's real middle of the road, and if it's 2 in the morning and you're at your favorite dive bar, you're going to yell to the bartender because you're the only one in there. Hey, David Herman, the bartender, throw on some King of the Hill and this episode is on. Well, buddy, let me tell you, you are probably going to watch it. Above that is a pretty, pretty grill grill. This is a gold rank. This is an A rank. This is an amazing episode of King of the Hill, but something might be off. It might be a character wasn't used well. It might be animation was ugly. It might be that you just need a little bit of context to enjoy it. Again, we got to go back to uh, The Exterminator, another fantastic Dale episode that if you watched it by itself, you're just not going to get it as well as you would get it, you know, having all the context that is Dale Gribble. And finally, if it is the perfect episode and you don't need the context and all the characters are great and the writing is on point and... Mark doesn't make the pretty, pretty grill grill joke to try and antagonize Johnny. Well, then you're going to give it a blue flame of valor. That is the best. That is the S rank. That is the greatest episode of King of the Hill that you can watch. Maybe one of the better episodes of TV that you can watch. Uh, Lines are good. Writing is good. Everybody's on point. And I hate to say it, but I'm pretty sure we're not there. But to that end, John, what are you giving Smoking and the Bandit? Well, I do want to make, point out that our official name for our gold tier is Char King, not Pretty Pretty Grill Grill. So your antagonization worked. Um, but Mark, I gave Smoking and the Bandit a butane. It got a butane okay. from me, man. It's, a, it's okay. an okay Dale episode. I, I like Dale heavy episodes anyway because I like watching Dale be Dale. Um, but without any sort of context or any sort of explanation, this is rewriting his relationship with his kid, and that's not okay with me. So that that jumped it down a bunch in my book. You know, even if even if the episode itself had been more entertaining, it still would probably get a butane from me just because of that. Okay. Yeah, how about you, man? I gave it a megalo. I was super bored. Nothing happened. Wow. I think this is a pretty okay. bad use of Dale. Like... He doesn't get good until, like, what, Act 3 when he decides to go hunt the bandit and that he can, like, get away with hunting himself. You know what I mean? Right. Up until then, he's just kind of obnoxious. Like, again, Gribble and Bobhead, I'm over it and I'll stop calling him that after this. But, like, man, I'm just, (laughs) I just don't, not into it, you know? Okay. I mean, it's... I think a Megalo is it's a fair assessment of this episode. It doesn't represent King of the Hill very well. I just okay, so like you know, there are some episodes like um, Bobby goes nuts. I'm sure that somebody came down real good on the side of Rich Hank, Poor Hank. 
um, that like you and I just genuinely did not like. And I could see somebody saying, oh, no, Bobby Goes Nuts is like my favorite episode. Right. I guarantee you no one is ever going to come at us sideways for not liking this one. Do you know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Um, at least not very intensely. They may fight that it goes, you know, a step higher, but no one's ever going to come to us and say, that's my all-time favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, while I believe that every Pokemon might be somebody's favorite Pokemon, this is nobody's favorite Pokemon. <laughs> this is the Kakuna of episodes. <laughs> I was going to say this is the Plusle and Mining of episodes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least they're kind of cute. What the hell is Kakuna? It's not even a, It's not even the best, like... Pod poke, pod bug Pokemon. Like, there's yeah, like four like, others that are better than that. But it looks like a pissed off little wiener, so it's kind of funny when it does harden. Anyway, <laughs> let's gird our loins. Let's be super effective. Let's use Gust. Oh, that's what we'll do. We'll use Gust, Johnny, and blow us on over to our next episode. Um, actually, Mark, that would be Whirlwind. Um, Gust would only do damage. Whirlwind actually moves us to the next episode. Uh, antagonism received. Thanks for listening to this production of High Hammock Studios and High Hammock Productions. If you like this show, you may want to check out some of our other podcasts. I Can't Wait to Show My Kids is a cinema podcast where Brad and Mark discuss when, if ever, it's appropriate to show their kids some of our beloved cinematic masterpieces. Best character in the movie, though, Denzel's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, can I take your hat? No, get your own. Yes. Um I I don't know, it's just a nice little character beat. I love the uh I love the accessory there and they get some nice play out of it like yes with the sir can I take your hat and then uh I don't know using it for the 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 sexy time with the girlfriend or her putting it on and, yeah. and uh mugging with it a little bit. It's just it's a it's a very well used prop in the movie. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Absolutely. Best character in the movie. <laughs> Once again, thanks for listening to High Hammock Studios and High Hammock Productions. That so whirlwind ep- was super effective. Oh, wait, whirlwind doesn't do damage. My bad. No, it blew us into episode 184, Gone with the Windstorm. <laughs> I thought you were going to do your Cajun laugh like uh, like one of Bill's cousins. <laughs> I was going to, but I, I, so I heard you doing yours, and I thought of Sissy Cobb. And I couldn't like, separate <laughs> oh the two in my head, so I just made the noise that I made. <laughs> Ain't, that ain't a word, sense. Mark. <laughs> okay. Rats Rockadillo. Anyway, Gone with the Wine Storm. Windstorm. What is it, buddy? Talk uh, Gone with the Windstorm, obviously a reference to awful book and an even more awful movie. Hot takes, guys. I don't like Southern turn of the like turn of the Civil War dramas. Ooh, what a shocker there. Um, <laughs> original air date, May 1st, 2005. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh, screw you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> this was written by Wyatt Scenic. We last saw him during My Hair Lady. Mark, you got anything to say about good buddy Wyatt? He's our stand-up comic writer, right? If I'm yeah, remembering correctly. Yeah, he's our stand-up writer. Um, he's written on a bunch of stuff that you and I haven't seen Okay. But we liked My Hair Lady, so like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. We got Beto out of that one. Can I ask you, when you're you're watching these, do you look at who it is or like look at the episode and go, it was written by this person, or do you wait until it's over to look at it? 
So I, I always look, I always put in my writer before because I have a, a template okay. that I do all my shit with. And so I always put the writer in before, but I don't pay a lot of attention to it. So okay. yes and no, if that it okay. makes everything as clear as mud. No, it does. The reason I ask is because I was going to say, does it like color you at all to like, oh, well, this is going to be the Allens. I can know that I can expect this. This is like, oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, I definitely oh, don't this do that. Is, this is going to be a kit boss. We're going to get a uh, Bobby Peggy. Sorry, Dad. We're going to get one of those. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. Or not Kit Boss, Garland Testa. Jesus, Mark Testa. But like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Or like, oh, this is Johnny Hardwick. He used all the good jokes on Dale, and the episode suffers for it. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I, I don't let that color me. As, at least as far as I know. Um, I got you. I, I do know that unless unless the writer's name is Craig, I'm probably gonna like the episode. <laughs> so fucking Craig. Um, a cast of characters for Gone with the Windstorm is Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer, Nancy Gribble, Tom Chick, Irv Bennett, Miguel Hernandez, Jimmy Bearden, and Jimmy's father, Connie Supanusimpone, Stuart Dooley, and a non-speaking appearance, but definitely called out, of Sharice, that stone-cold fox. <laughs> that stone-cold fox. What Bobby's up? Bobby's got a square dance with her, John. Yes, he is. Yes, and he is. And he's going to climb her like a mountain of woman. <laughs> She's so That's tall. That's the reboot I want to see. That's the reboot I want to see as Bobby and Sharice get together. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, synopsis. Total, like, left field, yeah. Sorry, keep going, yeah. No, you're synopsis. good, you're good. I'm letting you kind of ruminate for a second here. Um, after a bad forecast on Channel 86 gets a new meter... Er, ah, wow, restart that. After a bad forecast, Channel 86 gets a new meteorologist and Nancy finds herself in a dangerous position while chasing a wildfire. Bobby has a bully. Okay. Yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A story, Nancy, Dale, and miraculously Peggy. B story, Bobby, Hank. Um, let's just dive right in here. I I don't have a lot of notes for this, but I'm going to blaze through the two that I do. Okay. Um, Mark... Did you find it funny that they have a pork festival in Pigtown? <laughs> I thought it was like right on the nose. I thought that was. A, I'm kind of <laughs> mad it took us this long to see the pig fest. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and if should've, I'm should have happened. If I'm, if I'm doing the the years correctly, because they I think they said it was the 92nd or 90 93rd 93rd pork festival. So if we consider that the year of premiere is canonical year in Arlen of 2005 then the first one was held in 1912 wow and that's that's obviously supposing that they didn't have to suspend any of them because of the war right wow that's awesome so yeah i thought that was kind of cool and then is is this the one and only time we see all three of these characters as a story characters together because we see Dale and Peggy a bunch. We see Dale and Nancy uh-huh. on occasion. We see Peggy and Nancy a bunch. Have we ever seen Nancy, Dale, and Peggy? Not altogether. Um, board games it comes to mind when Nancy and Dale are up to shenanigans, but Peggy's in it. Right. Um, fanfare with Peggy and Dale fucking around. But no Nancy. We see Peggy and um, uh, Full Metal Dust Jacket. Peggy yeah, that's a big one, but no Nancy. Yeah. No Nancy. We don't see Nancy, though. Like, it's weird to see Nancy not being sad because she doesn't have John Redcorn peen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
So this is already like a total departure from anything we've seen already. So uh, you know what, Wyatt, good job, bud. That's like a point <laughs> to you already. So yeah, like it's. I don't know if he just decided, hey, we're gonna do a classic pairing and we're gonna pick a random person out of a hat and make an episode around those three instead. I whatever it was, it works for me. Cause yeah, like the last time we saw a Dale and Nancy one, the, at least the last good one that I can remember is Night and Deity. Night and De- yeah, yeah. I mean, like Trouble with Gribbles. But, I mean, really, it's Nancy just is sad and horny. And, like, you know, we saw in Trouble with Gribbles where, like, you know, we saw her as the weather girl. We saw saw her kind of at work, like, you know, kind of going head-to-head with Luann, but... Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, But, anyway, those are my my only two notes here. Uh, What what do you got? Uh, My notes. Number one, uh, there is no Alamosa County... Pork Festival. That's just a con for me. Um, Damn. I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote it, so I'm just... Oh, I do know why I wrote it. Hey, do you know why Snoop Dogg carries an umbrella, Johnny? Why, Mark? For drizzle. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> that is my weather joke Listeners, for the year. I am so sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> Somehow my, Listeners, my how podcasting... how much did you like it? Somehow my podcasting partner aged 30 years and thinks that dad jokes are that cool. Oh, man. I was so proud of myself when they were talking about drizzles. Like, I'm going to shoehorn my Snoop Dogg joke in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you didn't like that one. Maybe it wasn't so fresh. Maybe it wasn't so trendy. How about this one? You know what they say about the weather in Texas, right, Johnny? If you don't like it, just wait five minutes. Well, that and whatever happens, the governor won't respond correctly to it. Ooh, suck it, Abbott. <laughs> uh, who's the station head? Have we seen this station head before? I want to say we've seen him, but I don't rem- I vaguely remember him from Trouble with Gribbles, but was it a different person or no? No, it was him. Okay. I just don't remember him. Then I it guess. was him because it's also our, our guy that you just called out as Big Jim. Oh, Phil Hendry. Yeah, and pretty sure it's Phil Hendry. Okay. Um, this, you're talking about Tom, right? Yeah, 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 the station manager. I don't, yeah, I don't know what news terms are. Yeah, it is Phil Hendry. He debuted in Trouble with Gribbles. Okay, okay. I should be better about that then. That's my bad. No, Um, no, it's, honestly, it's, they have a lot of these weird throwaway characters that don't make reappearances, so I don't think you're wrong in, in questioning it. Yeah, I just... I also think it's kind of like season nine blues to where I'm like, I don't know. Like, we're just going to start jamming people. Like, we just got that whole bystander group as like, just take it for granted. These people are here now, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, shit. Brendan Fraser's also Jimmy Bearden. That's crazy. <laughs> Brendan Fraser Sorry, is? I also. Yeah. 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 Uh, don't, don't you mean Oscar winner? Brendan Fraser? Hey, yeah. Shout out to Brendan Fraser. Good for you, buddy. Um. <laughs> Is Bobby too much in this episode? I don't know how to feel about Bobby. Talk me through Bobby really quick. I don't like Bobby in this episode. But he's relatable, right? Like, this is a thing. It is, but it's it's overblown for the sake of, of padding a B story, I feel like. Because Bobby is, he would figure out a way to make this work. He's the kid, like, that drove Cotton insane because he's mush. You can't do anything to screw with him. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I, I can see him. What what is the line so that he Hank would be says? Be, so he would be better than this, right? Like, I really do. The Hank has a line earlier in I want to say it's season three or four where he says, you know, um, I I was worried I was ever I was always going to have to have this talk with Bobby, but every time he he makes and like every time somebody wants to start start shit with him, he ends up shoving a green bean up his nose and makes a new friend. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Bobby is he is very anti what what's the word i'm looking for here anti-antagonistic yeah you know he he diffuses every situation that he's in so i i have to i have to think he would have figured out some way to make friends with jimmy bearden okay yeah it's 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 weird for me yeah it's i don't know i because i go back and forth um you got a scare in you story? Anybody ever do that to you? Is that a thing that happened to you a lot? Somebody pop out at you? Um, no, not really. Um, I scare people all the time. I don't know if you've noticed. You probably have noticed this by not noticing this. I'm very light-footed. For a, a, a man of my carriage, I'm very light-footed, which is why usually when I crash at your house in the think hole, I'm out the next morning and you don't even know I'm gone half the time because yeah. I'm just like, yep. That's just who I am. So I scare the shit out of people all the time unintentionally. But no, the worst worst scare I ever got was watching my just recently ex-girlfriend like macking on a dude in the backstage and just went, oh, I walked into that because I'm really light-footed and you all didn't know I was coming. Didn't want to see that. Oh. That sucks. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. Oh. I was scarred. It's okay. She's ugly now. What about you, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> you got ugly um nah i punched a dude he thought it'd be funny to sneak it behind me and you know me i'm a real jumpy cagey motherfucker anyway yeah and i oh man i just like i dropped his ass i felt really i felt really bad about it like he wasn't trying to be malicious but he like popped up behind me and, like grabbed me by both shoulders and i just like i gave him like that really cool like ninja move of, like one to the gut and like hit him in the face like it was great it was it was perfect like i wish i had it on camera because it would have been beautiful to see again but like i genuinely felt bad for it <laughs> you just like, crab my god the dude oh dude scared the shit out of me like it was like three in the morning at city market i was doing the wet rack and like i was alone had my earbuds in he comes up behind me and like grabs me with both you know both arms on my shoulder and like don't touch me anyway you know i don't like being yeah. touched but like not at fucking three in the morning either in an abandoned or, you know, in an empty ass grocery store where I know that I'm alone and I just, nope. Just, ah! <laughs> oh yeah. Sacked his ass. Um, this is a better Dale story. I'm sorry. This is just a better Dale story than the last episode. Okay. That's, that's my stance on it. I, we can argue it. We don't have to, but that's just where I'm at. Just, this is a better, like use of Dale. This is like, this is like, this is, okay, so this is why I think it's better, Dale. You like to call back a lot to um, King of the Ant Hill when Hank will drop the line of, like, um, I wouldn't know how much a friendship could take or somebody who could be so conniving and whatever it says is you, Dale. Like, yep. But Dale is conniving and cruel and really shitty, but he's also a very loving human, and we get to see Dale loving Nancy. So it's always cool yeah. to me to see that, and that boosts it a little bit. And it's not like Dale being uh, intimidated by his son. It's Dale standing up for his woman and, 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 and tangentially getting to cause mayhem. Like, 
oh yeah, Dale is a ride or yeah. die. Like if if you need somebody that's gonna stick things out with you, most of the time, I'd say ninety percent of the time, you bring Dale. He's gonna stick it out with you, unless he just totally goes chicken shit and runs away. <laughs> unless you're trying to steal a mascot from a school, then he's gonna drive away. Yes. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Exactly. Unless you're Bobby, then you're on your own. Oh God, mango chili margarita trulies are very gross. Don't try them. <laughs> I'm uh, sucking Ugh. down on a tangy lemon lime topo chico hard seltzer, so I'm not much better. Boy, we are just the lightest boys tonight, aren't we? Yes, we are. Well, I have to give up. <laughs> uh, I have to give up drinking for six weeks starting on Monday. So why? Because uh, I'm taking an addictions class and I have to write a paper on it. Ah oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ah oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all right. It's going to be great. I'll be, I'll just be drinking for two. <laughs> God damn it. What do That's you think, Mark? Mark died. <laughs> Butane. <laughs> Guys, I apologize for the next six weeks worth of episodes. Mark might be way too shithoused. Mark will probably just not drink either. That's just probably what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um this is okay okay so i am 90 i'm like 99 percent sure speaking of you know percentages and surety i'm 99 percent sure this is a season six story okay and i think that it happens somewhere alongside suge knight because the hot tub is here it has to happen post suge knight it has to happen post then but that's only but that's still season six so like this episode was supposed to drop somewhere else, and they put it into here. Um, okay. It is pretty, so you have the, like, animation, like... But we also go back and forth a lot between 6, 7, and 8 about, like, some of those episodes are beautiful, and some are just ugly as all hell. Yeah. A part of that's got to so, be production like, design, but yeah, some of it just it doesn't seem quite right. I know at one point they switch animation studios, and then at, what, 2004... Fox goes to an all-digital design sk- scheme, right? Isn't that the yeah. point? Except for Futurama isn't digital, or it is. Fu- Futurama was different because it was CGI, but, like... Yeah, Futurama was always scene. digital. Right, right. That's Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say, but, like, Futurama was already different, but, like, by this point, I know that, like, Simpsons did it, and so did Family Guy. I think they figured out all the kinks and how to make it cost-effective with Futurama, and then they tra- they, they moved all of their other animated services to it. I would be interested to actually know more about this. Anybody who knows, please let us know. Um, but yeah, like, just a weird episode. Again, there's no, like, Lucky or Luann. Um, it's just a weird episode. Okay. Anyway, those are my notes. Um, well, I'm going to jump into my pros here. Yeah, yeah. I So I think... Like, the first one here is that Nancy is very valid when she's talking to everybody and, like, like why are you getting mad at me? All I do is read a teleprompter. I, I, I'm a weather girl. I don't go around calling myself a meteorologist. Like, it's not my job to predict the weather. It's my job to deliver what you have given me. And she does her job well. I don't think the people are right to get shitty with her. And it's weird to hear myself, like, defend her like that. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. Nancy has really grown on me. If I can take anything out of the, probably the last three seasons that you and I have recorded now, yeah. um, it's that I do not give Nancy enough credit for the character that she is. 
and you've said this a lot. You mentioned this all that like anytime we get a Nancy episode, you mention yeah. how much she's. That's you know what? That's cool though. That is literal like something that you have that, that's happened to you during this deal. <laughs> yeah. so that's pretty neat to see. Yeah, I'm coming out of this as a as a total like I mean. I'm not going to defend all the stupid shit that she does, but damn, her Nancy episode's usually pretty solid. Um, yeah. I, uh, 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 so my next pro here is Bobby's pathetic attempt at fighting his fake with the right and jab with the left. That's exactly what you expect out of Bobby is is exactly what he gives Hank. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, Irv is a gigantic dork for weather, right? We, we can just yes. establish yes. that with his... I'm not going to pay any attention to you, even though you're a really hot blonde woman that is like very seductive and is trying to get out, like get all my personal details and all this. I'm just going to talk to you about like weird tornadoes and blizzards and shit like that. I'm just obsessed with that. And you signed this picture of the tornado. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, am I a dork about anything that much? And I go, yeah, you dumb shit. You've been recording a King of the Hill podcast for almost two years. (laughs) You know, I would be the asshole. Like, I, I'm that way with a lot of, of animation in, in particular. Like, I get really dorky, really dweeby about specific things in animation. If I ever met mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, this is a little side story for you. If I ever met Mark Hamill, I wouldn't ask him about Star Wars. I wouldn't ask him about the Joker. I wouldn't ask him about the multitude of other things that I, I just absolutely adore the man in, like Metalocalypse and, and regular show. I would ask him if he has any cool stories about working with Ralph Bakshi in his weird-ass movie in the 70s called Wizards, where he had two lines, and it was, the, like, it was like a weird, formative movie that I watched as a kid, I, just to see his reaction. Like, wait a just minute. for the, the deep cut? Exactly. Just to see if he had anything cool to tell me. So I, I am the same type of dork about animation and, like, voice acting and stuff like that. It, it, it wasn't that apparent because you and I are doing this. Yeah. I f- fucking love that sort of stuff. W- Mark, what are you a giant dork for? Because I know a lot of things you're a giant dork for, but maybe uh, the people here haven't listened to Two Wizards and don't know your repartee. Oh, I'm a giant dork for geology. I'm a giant dork for magic, like magic with a K. Um, I love clogging and Satanism and spinal piercings. That's, okay. that's not true. I just love I just love Tenacious D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was I wondered if you would get the deepest cut Tenacious D I could throw at you, and it sounds yes. like you did, so I'm I'm I, I mean, unless you want to talk about how Spider Man doesn't look right. He's he's wearing heard, his it's BVTs. I broke ass Nike shoes, yeah. Yep. There's sass. That's, What's he doing? Some, <laughs> that's some deep cut right there. Don't make Spidey suck your dick. No sass. That's not Dairy creamer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking sassy no, grass um, watch. No. Um. Yeah. I. I like a lot of things. I really, really love geology. Um. We did that mountains episode. I didn't know that Josh would remember remember this at all, and he was like going off about we went to a um. So I was a student teacher. We went to. I was also one of the um, forensic slash speech and debate coaches. So we went to a meet up in Carbondale, and I spent most of the bus ride just like getting freaked out about like all the geology that was around us and like 
he was, he, you know, and at the time, like, I just kind of felt, I didn't think I was, like, being a dickhead about it. I was just like, oh, shit, you guys, check this out. And he was like, you know, the kids were into it. I was into it. Dr. Taylor's wife was into it. Like, yep. And that was a cool moment to know that, like, man, my geology, like, reached out and got to be cool with, like, I, I you know, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Or, like, I'm sure you hear me rattle off on Two Wizards. Like, man, I love, like... Ooh, boy, I love me some dinosaurs, but, like, especially, like, Ice Age Megafauna, man. I just, I got that shit committed to memory. Like, I never stopped being a six-year-old kid. I just got better at saying the names, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I may have missed it, Mark. Did you mention your love of cryptids? Because that's that's the big one for me. That's a big one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot hear the word cryptid without thinking of you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yes. So I guys, everybody, everybody is a giant dork for something. Uh, you just got to figure out what it is and own it completely and then podcast about it. Cause that's the only way to get it out of your system. Um, I, a pro here is Nancy wanting to kill Irv. <laughs> like, we, we could just kill <laughs> yeah. Irv, right? No, Nancy, we're not doing that. She's so ready to do it too. Um, so ready to do it. And my last one here is almost a favorite moment, Okay, but it's an animation bit. And you're probably going to know it. It's at the very end of the episode. They're, they're doing the, the report of the, after the wildfire and they're airlifting everybody out. And Peggy is facing backwards. She's the only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kills me. But it's such a pro. Oh, yeah. it's just a fun little animation gimmick. Um, give me your pros, man. <laughs> pros. Oh, God, this mango chili thing is, like, repeating on me. It's terrible. That's a con. Bro, <laughs> James K. Pork. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to think of any other, like... I, I tried to think of better pig-based president metaphors, and I really couldn't think of any. So, like, number one, I guess, any pig president metaphors and, and, or, or barbecue? I don't know. Like, the only thing I can think of was, like, Calvin Coolslaw. I don't, I, you don't got, know. I mean, Hamilton is right there, but yeah, but that's in the name. That that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't know. I just put a pin in that. We'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> God damn it! This is such a better use of Brendan Fraser than Peggy makes the big leagues when he was David Kalaiki Ali'i. Yeah. Um, wow. Just, just such a better use. It's. This is this is this is Brendan Fraser that we love. This is bedazzled Brendan Fraser. This is like charming Rick um getting horned up for a mummy mayhem. <laughs> George like, of the jungle. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like yeah, like great. Um I Brendan Fraser's such a goddamn treasure. I I really I almost want to have kids so I could show my kids Brendan Fraser movies. Do you know what I mean? Be like, you oh. guys, check this oh, guy yeah. out. He's yeah. Come watch Encino Man and Airheads with me, please. Now watch these three episodes of Scrubs. Now oh, tell no. me why it feels like your soul died. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, we don't watch anyway. those episodes. Whew, Amanda just watched them and I just like walked in and it was oh. like, where do you think we are? And I still cried. I still cried at like, where do you think we are? And it broke me. That's all I needed. Mm. At this point, like any line out of that is like a weird trigger response for me. And I will just cry like a little baby that was hit with a hammer. Um, right. You know what doesn't make me cry? Goddamn Mexican weather girls. I'm sorry. I The only reason I pointed <laughs> out is because Nancy says that Televisio has a Doppler. And I grew up watching Telemundo and Univision because that was one of like four channels we got on the Eastern Plains. 
So, like, I would watch, like, fucking... I would watch, like, Muy Caliente and Sabado Gigante, like, at first thing in the goddamn morning when I was, like, 16. Okay. And, yeah, it really helped my Spanish. But also, oh, my God, Mexican weather girls are so hot. It's, like, it's it's dumb. They're taking advantage of the situation. Like, <laughs> okay, so, like, you know the joke about, like, America's the big leagues for whatever? No, no, no. If you want to be, like, the hottest weather girl, Mexico is the big leagues. I know that I said I was going to get better about being gross and a pig, but, like, I'm not being a pig. I'm, like, this is, like, a, a, a cultural, like... This is, like, part of the culture, man. It is insane. Oh, yeah. Mexican weather girls are so hot. It's um, the same with Brazil, too. You get a lot a lot of really hot women in Brazil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't watch Brazilian TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, look but at I, you, Mr. I'm not multicultural. <laughs> yeah, I was I was flexing nuts because my rabbit ear antenna picked up Univision. Like... <laughs> I'm so cultured fucking watching hours and hours of Esquilita. <laughs> hey, I legitimately watch Bundesliga every single week, so I am multicultural. I mean, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the asshole. Um, all right, so I don't know how to break this down. I'm just going to break it down as I watched it happen. Nancy's trying to take down Irv. So she starts with... What does she call him? Hey there, Irvy Derv. And that's weird. She tries to hit on him. Yep. Okay, that doesn't work. Maybe he's gay. All right, Irvy Derv. Did you have any, like, soror- uh, fraternity, like, pillow fights in the shower that got too heavy? I forget what she says. So, um, yeah, that's good That enough. doesn't work. Yeah, that's good. I like to imagine pillow fights in the shower. <laughs> that's great. Just, like, big old, like, bro frat or frat bros just, like, pillow fighting the fuck out of each other. Shit, I kind of want to go do that. Um... Um, okay, that doesn't work. Um, do you get nervous? Well, you know, whatever. All right, that doesn't work, son of a bitch. Oh my god, your nose is huge. Like, I love how calculating and shitty Nancy is. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I really appreciate that whole little bit. Um, I really, this is a pro for me, but also, dude, I really need you to stop reading my fucking notes. Okay. This is what I wrote today at uh, noon. Irv is what we should all be in our fields. He's what I imagine you're like therapizing. He's what I am for geology. He's a fanatic, and he's so passionate about it, and we all need to find that thing. Uh, yeah, I see you basically. get horned up. I have heard you get horned up. about. And I know therapizing is not the correct <laughs> word, but that's the word I'm using, buddy. I have seen you get horned up for it, and you get oh, so goddamn oh, yeah. passionate about it. It's wonderful. You know what it is? It is... I think it is why we kind of like Hank so goddamn much, just because the purity of propane or Peggy for like the love of substitute teaching. Everybody oh, yeah. in this show has their thing that they love and are passionate. Bill and haircutting, like, man, I just this episode really, really made me stop and go. God, we all should be so frantic and fanatic in our love of a thing, you know? Go find your white whale that you love and chase it and pursue it with all you got, kids. Fly that flag as high as you can. Start three fucking podcasts with your friends from college and start three fucking more podcasts. Yeah! <laughs> um, Irv taking the piss with his nose. Fuck you, Nancy. I love it. It's great. Yep. And then he's got the little back and forth with um, Man- Man- uh, Manuel, right? Manuel Hernandez? Um, Miguel. Miguel, yeah, with Miguel. And, oh, you mean a rhinoceros? No, I mean a rhinoplastician. 
But with this thing, a rhino probably would too, huh? Give me a high five. Like, he's just so easy. He's just so natural. I love that. A good, a, a, again, an amazing use of Brendan Fraser. Um, so sorry, I got a lot of pros apparently. Bobby's yoga sweats. I just. It's 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 every heterosexual male that is our age's like greatest nightmare is that something's gonna happen and he's gonna have to wear his girlfriend's juicy couture shorts. <laughs> I remember once upon a time at a theater conference in Montana, um, Jacob and I wore ones that said "juicy" and "hot" on the ass and just walked around the conference a couple times, much to Ugh. the rage of our ladies. Yeah, I mean. You are at a theater conference, Mark. You're kind of advertising a specific thing. I'm gearing a stack of strawberry pancakes when I feel like it. Uh, <laughs> last note. Look at that. That eagle's carrying that rabbit. Wow, disaster brings out the best in everybody. That should almost be a favorite moment, but... <laughs> <laughs> it isn't my favorite moments. You nailed one of them. I had favorite moments, and they're supposed to be highlighted, and it didn't fucking highlight. Oh. That's the problem. Son of a bitch. So I wrote this on a Word document, copy and pasted it into an email, and then emailed it to myself. That's Hey, if it works, man, it and works. And I just did... Well, apparently it fucking didn't, because I blew my favorite moment line. God damn it. Um, where are we at? I've been talking for a long time. Johnny, what do you got for me, buddy? Um, we're to cons now, and I, this, this, like I said in our last episode, why is Bill even talking in this episode? He doesn't have any place in it. He's not a part of the A story. He's not a part of the B story. Like this is Bill eating change. This is Bill getting stuck in a tire. We're back to dumb Bill. We it, yeah. You either get like growth Bill or you get like static idiot man child Bill. Yeah. Um. So and that that bugs me. And then we also kind of hit on this as well that Bobby. It's way too much that Bobby is like scared to the point where he's pissing himself. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that is too much to me. I don't see that happening. I also don't see Moss like letting that slide. This kid would be getting suspended if he's scaring people to the point where they're having to piss themselves. Like mm-hmm. and not stopping. No, even Moss as shitty as he is, he would be suspending people for that. So it yeah. that the whole B story here it frustrates me because it does not track very well. Yeah. So I kind of want to just con the B story. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's all I got for cons on this one, man. Oh, that's it. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, I got a couple. Um, once again, please stop reading my notes because my first one is, oh, fuck, this B-plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, follow up to that. I would re- So, like, we talk a lot about, you know, them rehashing ideas. And then Hank gives Bobby a crash course in boxing. And so I would rather rewatch Bobby gets kicked in the, or sorry, Bobby goes nuts again than I would watch any of this B plot. Okay. I would rather watch that entire episode than I would watch the however long this, what, three, four minutes tops. Like I hate this B plot. It's just stupid. I I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, am I a bad person for not caring about Nancy? If Nancy died would not care. I don't like Nancy anyway. But I really, really like watching Dale and Peggy manipulator. I think that's hilarious. I even like I okay. even kind of a sick charge out of the two people on the block who are the like most affected and also like the last affected by the the, the red corn affair. Because Peggy was the last to know. Okay. And you know Dale was the biggest victim there. But like, 
Um, I think it's kind of cool that they're both manipulating her because she manipulated them for so long. Well, Dale for so long, but still, I think it's great. I just love it. Um, Con, Peggy says money shot. I just, oh, that word is ruined for me. (laughs) There's your money shot, Mark. I just, I just, I don't know why. And you know what? I don't even think they use that term in porn anymore, but it's still just, that is just one of those words that will will be forever tainted and gross. Kind of like taint. Taint is always gross, you know? Like, (laughs) we, you know, I can say it's a taint on this episode and you're going to think of like Grundle before you think of like (laughs) what it really is. Um, Man, I want to be horse lifted so bad. That looks like so much goddamn fun. If you if you knew that you could be safe, I would probably do it too. Oh yeah, but also like that's gonna be beautiful, man. Like, you know, <laughs> that bird's eye view of a burning forest. Just yeah, yeah. You can wave to the eagle carrying the rabbit to safety. <laughs> you can fist bump the rabbit. You know, like. <laughs> um, you got a favorite moment for me? Uh, I have two. You already called one, and it's the eagle carrying the rabbit out of harm's way. Nature is is just beautiful. Uh, The other one is one that I see memed quite a bit. It's one of my favorite Dale lines because it's just funny. It's a great line. Whoever wrote that specific one, because, you know, it's a team of writers. One person gets the credit for the episode usually, but it's usually four or five people that are working on it. Whoever wrote the line, it's the perfect crime. How will they ever report it? Needs a damn... (laughs) Emmy, just for that line. <laughs> okay. okay. Because that is so funny to me. <laughs> it's just, it's that's it's the perfect level of Dale slapstick. Yeah. So, yeah, those those are my two favorite moments in this. I, I think there's a lot of good in this episode. I enjoyed watching it. I really like the A plot. I really like the A story quite a bit. I just... Yeah. <laughs> that B story is just... Fuck, do we even need it? Right. Um, you, know. you got any other favorite moments other than the, our, our eagle friend? Um, no, it was the eagle friend and then just, like, Irv in general. He's just, he's great. I just, again, man, this is just such a better use of Brendan Fraser. Like, I don't mean to keep beating this horse, but wow, it's so good. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess that's where we're at. You got anything else you want to talk about, or no? I think uh, I think we're to rating it, and then we can get on out of here, man. Hell yeah, buddy! Well, what are you giving her? Um, so I gave Gone with the Windstorm a butane. Um, okay, it's it's got it, the A story is good. It's got some good lines. I I'm really I'm honestly at this point looking forward to Nancy episodes, and I never thought I'd say that, and yet I say it. Oh, wow. Like you said, I I've been saying it a lot throughout this whole process. So it's just been kind of a cool awakening of, I really appreciate this character. Um, she's adding a lot more to me, or a lot more to my love of this than I thought I would enjoy. Now that we're past all of the the same rehashing bullshit of John Redcorn, she is starting to get to spread, wow, I literally yeah. said spread her legs. Careful she's really there. careful there. <laughs> she's really... I heard you do it too. I heard your brain think it. Yeah. <laughs> She's really getting to spread her wings, and we're gonna we're, we're seeing a lot more of Nancy, and I like that. Um, but the B story is very forgettable. It's not entertaining, and it I wouldn't say it damages Bobby because Bobby's gonna bounce back with something way funnier next week, I'm sure, because it's Bobby Hill. 
Um, he's the bigger, he's the biggest character in this show. He's even bigger than Hank most days. So yeah, okay. it's, I, I gave it a butane. It's middle of the road okay. for me. It, it didn't impress me enough to give me a, to get me up to a Char King. Okay. Right on. How about you, man? Um, I'm giving it a Megalotane. It's really all right. It's really weird. It feels super out of place. Um, like if we weren't doing this the way that we were doing, it would probably affect the answer differently, but it, Okay. Just as a side effect of what we are doing, it it changes it this way. I just this one feels weird. It's real out of place. It's a good episode. Again, I love 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 the a plot. It's amazing. It's it's great. Like, give me a whole episode of this though. Also, hey, I'm really sorry. How come Peggy's not at the fucking bystander? You know, mm-hmm. we we already jumped to the news. Wow, that took twenty three minutes. Yep. <laughs> I just, uh, whatever. I You'd even think that she would be against it. Or how come Peggy's not like, I guess I'm glad we're not watching Peggy trying to jockey into a position as a, like a staff writer. But like, man, I... Or sabotage um, Nancy so she can get a better story. Yeah, exactly. Which I, she might be doing. I'm not sure. But I'm going to assume she's not trying to get like <laughs> a, what, fourth and fifth kill on her belt. Yeah, Peggy's not that but vindictive. Like, <laughs> not, no, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Not intentionally. We don't know how that crane collapsed, John. We just know that she, they weren't asking questions when it did. She does have brain damage. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, it's... Uh, and the brain damage. Hank, when did you get here? Um, <laughs> oh, hi, Nancy. <laughs> oh, hey there, John Redcorn. Um, yeah, Megalotane. It's... I'm not going to turn it off. I'll probably put this one on. I just... It, it can't be a straight butane. Uh, I really okay. hate the B-plot. It cannot... It, super far and away from a Char King... Brendan Fraser's amazing. Maybe I could call it, like, a pretty, pretty megalo, but I'm not going to do that. It's just a megalotane. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Very cool. Yeah. Well, hey, with that, I say we get on out of here, man, but we got an important question to ask each other, I'm sure. I believe we do, buddy. Mark, do you still like King of the Hill? Still love King of the Hill. Having fun. This is great. Like, yeah. How about you, buddy? Still like King of the Hill? I, I still love King of the Hill. This was a good two episodes. Um, Thank God. We were due. We were due. We were due for at least some mediocrity here. But, like, positive mediocrity. Yeah, it was on the uptake. I, I probably would have rated this one a little higher without the B story, so. Yeah, so if you took out the B story, what would you give it? Just out of curiosity, because I'd probably charking this one without it would, the B. I would probably charking it as well, without the B story. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll take so, it. I, I just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I say we get on out of here, man. Let's uh, let's tell the good folks where we where they can find us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those good people can find us by going to uh, the Dangle Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We have a group and a page. Um, both we try to be active on. Johnny is a lot better than I am. Um, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh stare into the void so you don't have to. Uh, this week we did Yokai Six, Johnny. That's right, Yokai Ooh. Episode Six. Talk about rehashing old episode tropes. Um, There's a lot of Yokai. You can all, all the Yokai, and we also found out we probably got like four more episodes in the tank. So 
six yokai in a movie. And then we also have, speaking of movies, the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast. podcast where me and my buddy Brad fill gaps in our own cinematic knowledge by showing each other our favorite movies that the other one hasn't seen. And then we talk about that super important question of, when can I show this movie to my kids? This week we did Spike Lee's Inside Man. It was a ton of fun. There's um, a lot of twists in there, a couple mind blowers. And uh, okay. yeah, Johnny, where can these good people find you, buddy? Well, you guys can always get a hold of me at Instagram. I am Krautball. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. Uh, I want to say a, a listener of the show, Oscar, reached out to me like last week when Mark and I were in Kansas City and we had a little bit of a conversation about an upcoming episode. And, you know, I love hearing from you guys. I know Mark loves hearing from you guys. So you know, feel free to reach out to us. We like talking. We love talking King of the Hill. That's for sure. Goddamn right. Hey, also, speaking of our good buddy Oscar, I gotta plug our good buddy Oscar's podcast. Three guys, one mic. It's really solid. I've been going back through and listening to him. Hey, you're doing really good work, dude. I No notes. You're just, I'm enjoying them. I have no context. I don't know what the hell's going on, but, like, dude, I'm into it, so. Heck yeah. Yeah. Check him out on Spotify, guys. Three guys, one mic. You wanna get out of here, Johnny? Yeah, let's get out of here, man. Thank you, everybody, All for right. listening. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. We love you all, everyone.